Hey, I'm Rita. And I'm Lee. And welcome to the Me For Her podcast. We are two gay women living polar opposite lives in different sides of the country, here to share our thoughts and experiences on a range of topics women go through between 20 and 30. All right, welcome back to episode 11 of the Me For Her podcast. I can't believe we are already 11 episodes in. Thank you so much for joining us after what was a pretty heavy and hearty conversation in episode 10. Um, We're both back and we're both ready to be our normal shit-talking selves and and get out of the, the real serious stuff, you know? Totally, totally. I mean, I loved chatting with Katie and I think she was the perfect guest because she's also got real great humour. Yeah, and she's a legend. Um, she is. So, yeah, that was a tough conversation to have and um, I'm glad we did it. I think it was needed, but I'm, I'm happy to be back just spinning yarns, rates. Oh, my God, me too. And what a week it's been in Melbourne, to be honest. We've had the granny, the big granny on the weekend. Absolutely. Bit gutted. I mean, I love Richmond as well. I think they deserved it, but I, I Geelong is I, was my heart. I was oh my, my heart was broken. I couldn't even look at Gary Ablett. I had to turn it off. I said to Tay, <laughs> turn it off. I was heartbroken, babe. I don't know if it's because I'm pregnant. I think I would have cried anyway, but I could not watch him and his family and him go through the guard of honour. I did because I thought I have to. Of course, but it did. broke my. F- I couldn't stop crying. Like I literally couldn't stop crying. Yeah, fair. Well, come come visit me next year and, and we'll go to a game at Simmons. How about that? Oh, that would be epic. I'll just bring my tiny newborn. Um, <laughs> when are you due, by the way? When is your due date? Someone asked me the other day. April 2. Okay, cute. You mean the 2nd yeah. of April? <laughs> yeah. Well, same, same. <laughs> what the fuck difference does it make? <laughs> Sounds better. Um, but great news for Melbourne. Hell yes. We're allowed out. Is anyone else confused? Because I feel like on Sunday everyone still hated Dan Andrews because he we didn't did. change anything. And then today it's like everything, everything's back to normal, not back to normal, but restrictions are lifted as of Wednesday. Look, Dan relies on the numbers. Can't blame him for that. And the numbers weren't available for whatever reason on Sunday. So everyone cracked the shit um, and had, you know, a Dan Andrews' sad party, whatever. And today he announced that we're back open as of tomorrow, 11.59, so not midnight, so everyone gets confused, so essentially Wednesday. And we are bloody excited, but it's going to be super weird socialising. We're not going to know what to do. Like, can't go in for a hug, can't go in for a handshake. We wear masks. Oh, this is why it's great living in WA because people are just so relaxed that they're like, Oh, want a hug? <laughs> We're like, yeah. And what about you, Lee? You're starting to show now. How's your pregnancy going? I show both times the minute I fell pregnant. Honestly, I conceived and I was like, oh, hello, bump. Like, honestly, I show very <laughs> early, which like I don't hate. Um, yes, I'm, oh, I'll am i be 18 weeks at the end of this week um, and it's going very quickly. I need it to go slowly. Um, mm-hmm. but loving it. Um, again, I'm very grateful. I'm very lucky. I've had a really, I mean, I'm only at the 18 week mark, but the first trimester is usually the toughest and I've had a really great second pregnancy. I'm very lucky and I'm really enjoying it. And, um, I just, your boobs look bigger. Oh, they are. They are. They're, <laughs> they're big, but just still like sacks <laughs> from feed breastfeeding for so long. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. We're trying to, um, talk to Oak about it more. Um, but I think it doesn't matter how much you talk to them about it. It's still going to be a massive adjustment. So yeah, but 
We're really excited. Amazing. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all things phone and social media addiction, which is such a massive issue of today. Even in a pre-COVID world, I found that I myself struggle with this, and I know that you have in bursts in the past as well, but especially during COVID with a lot of things and events and social interactions being taken away, I've personally found that I've really struggled with screen time in general, Um, breaking it up from working from home, being in front of a screen, less commuting, um, looking at your phone for attention and social interaction to try and feel connected. I've just found it's such a big issue. Like how have you suffered with it in the past? Totally. I think the word that you've best described it there is people look for connection in a way. You can yep. be connected to so many people and what they're doing in that day or the last 24 hours by just sitting with your phone. And, and you can and you can message and you can see how they're going. And I, I think there's definitely pros and I, uh, there's a lot of cons in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like anyone, I've had times in my life where I've just been like, hold on, like this is, I need to stop, like I'm on it too much and mm-hmm. like my brother lives in Bali and we chat over Messenger here and there but it's nice to just be able to keep up with what he's doing through stories and stuff. But mm-hmm. I definitely, like I said, there's pros and cons and I think people really search for either like a connection through social media um, or just to sort of like escape their day maybe to see what other people are up mm-hmm. to. Um, but it, we're definitely living in a scary time, I believe, and I think that it's only getting worse because there's more and more apps every single day. Like I don't know how people keep oh up. God. Like I, 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 I have Instagram and Facebook. I don't have like the Snapchat or the TikTok or um, Twitter. Same. And I'm still like mm-hmm. the tweeter. The tweeter. The Twitter. And I, I'm <laughs> like it, people who have all of those, like how's your nervous system going? Because – Mine's struggling just with Instagram and Messenger. I know. Well, that's the thing. And like there's pros and there's cons, I think. But um, I think we need to really be aware of how it's affecting us mm-hmm. <laughs> as people. And I think it has a lot to do with um, I personally think that it can create anxiety in people. Oh, totally. Um, and, you know, there's all that, that comparison game, like the highlight reel and so I, as much as I think it's there to connect with people and stay connected and keep up to date with what they're doing, it's not really um, how we should be connecting with people, I guess, in my belief anyway. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I think that this is going to be a very relatable issue because I don't think that I'm alone in saying that my screen time has gone up substantially via COVID. In fact, I was critical of people who were on their phone more before COVID or during COVID Um, and then I turned into one but at least I've got the awareness to say holy shit this is an issue and we'll talk later on in the pod about some ways to um, I guess reduce your screen time. So let's go back to a time and talk about life pre-smartphones and pre-social media. So there used to be a time when the time that you didn't have with your phone outweighed the time that you did And you never used to bring your phone to the toilet or to work or you wouldn't have it with you when you were driving or funerals. Like there was a a clear separation there. But now it's like fully blurred, which is really like a massive issue for society, I believe. Now, growing up as a kid with none of these, phone, social media, et cetera, what did you do for fun, Lee? Oh, I think just the typical kid 
kid life, you know, played sport. You and I both know that we were playing soccer every day, well, as a teenager, but even yep. as a kid, just playing sport a lot. Um, I had three siblings, so we were always at the park, always outside, always playing. It sounds so so standard, but we were, and we were, like, there was not as much fear as well as there is now, I guess. Like, we were able to go down to the park until dark on our own, and her mum didn't have a concern, so that it was a different oh my God, same. But yeah. we just made our own fun because we had to mm-hmm. and there was none of this going out for dinner and sitting on our tablets or whatever, they like iPads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's because we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. We didn't know any better. And I was lucky to have siblings so we sort of entertained each other. But we just did the standard kid stuff. We were always so busy. And, you know, at the end of the night or on the weekends there'd be times more so at the end of the night when we were sort of winding down that we'd sit and watch TV. But I just, I just, we didn't, it wasn't even a matter of my mum restricted us. We were just busy doing other things Mm -hmm. that we didn't even think about it. You know, it's funny because like I, like you, I was out kicking a ball or something with like the kids of the neighbourhood until, you know, it was dark and it was dinner time or you heard your mum call you type thing. But I liked gaming and I loved movies. So my childhood, honestly, like just going to the video store and renting movies or watching ones that we had on tape, um, that's what I remember from my childhood and I loved it. But I guess some people might argue that like, oh, well, what's the difference watching movies on a TV compared to the iPads or the tablets of today? But I disagree. I think there was, um, like a like I've said before, a definite separation between the TV, which you can't take anywhere with you, and your iPad or your tablets, which you can. And it, it's almost like it's an extension of yourself when you're carrying it around with you and you can turn it on whenever you want. Whereas with the TV at home, you couldn't take it anywhere. It was there and you'd turn it off and on and then you'd go out and play or you'd go out and do different things. Like, what do you reckon about that? I don't think that it's the same. Totally not. Absolutely not. Also, an iPad is not just a movie. It's also got different types of apps, which would also be very, um, like, uh, take a toll on, again, nervous system, I guess, because yep. if a kid's going into this app, then watching this, it's just a lot of, mm-hmm. their brain has no time to settle. Yep. Um, but go on a video easy or blockbuster on a Friday oh and getting God, out like the best. a new release. 10 weeklies for $10 or, oh, yep, new yeah. releases. A new release or, an, uh, yeah, a five-day. Like that is so different to just turning Netflix on now and it makes me sad that my son will never understand that joy. Oh, girl, you don't even know. That's like my biggest fear for my children is that they'll never know oh. video store. Well, they won't uh, because. There's actually one I just, in Melbourne. It still exists. No, there is a couple. But like do you have a DVD player or a VCR? Do it at mum's house. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. But I definitely think there's a massive difference between an iPad that you can take with you and a phone. Yep. And don't get me wrong, Taylor and I have um, rules, definite mm-hmm. rules um, cemented in place about Oaken screen time and TV mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We've driven down south many times with him and he we usually time it around his nap. But then if he wakes up and he, he gets bored of, like he usually looks out the window and we try to keep him entertained in other ways. But if it's to that point where it's just a lot easier and we will be able to drive, we've got an iPad holder for the back of his seat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely we do. <laughs> I don't hate myself for it. No way. Um, I don't judge you or any parent because it's a different time. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. It's a different time. And we do, again, we've got we've got very strict rules in place for Tay and I being on our phone 
in front of Oak yep. because we don't want him to see, think that's normal. And, again, that's just our choice as parents. Don't judge anyone else. Other people have to work from their phones mm-hmm. um, or computers and they work from home. But, yeah, Tay and I have very strict rules around Oak and screen time and us and screen time. That doesn't mean he doesn't have screen time. That doesn't mean he doesn't watch shows at the end of the day or sometimes during the day or have an iPad. But at the moment he's got no interest in the iPad and all he wants to do is watch Fireman Sam and um, Word Party like at the end of the day. Yeah. And and that's, and then, yeah, so at this point in his life he's not overly interested in an iPad and we don't have it out a lot. He doesn't know that there's anything on there rather than like movies. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it is scary that going into school and I work at a school and part of the curriculum is using iPads now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And people aren't going to know how to spell and draw. Not that I'm a great speller. Well, <laughs> my mum my being an English teacher and me just like the fact that I completely appreciate and can understand the importance. My son will always know how to write with a fucking pencil and pen. <laughs> They, that's not been removed from the schooling curriculum yeah, at all. Not. Don't get me wrong, but computers and technology. We must actually sound like such nanas at the moment and we acknowledge that. No, but it's, I'm sure mm. that we're not the only ones, but um, it's definitely been, there's definitely a lot more technology used in schools. And the fact that it's not just the the lack of, you know, pen to paper, but it's the, it's the screen mm-hmm. that concerns me. Like I don't want my child going to school and looking at a screen all day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not good for them. I'm doing it now and struggling. Well, that's why you got your good old blue blockers, rates. I don't know. And they can actually make them for kids. Oak would never wear a pair now, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I've actually been developing migraines and I don't know if it's linked to screen time. It's just an assumption of, that I have. Um, and someone I suggested think- I get my eyes checked. Um, and someone also suggested I go to the docs just to see what they say. And, of course, they gave me a subscription. Um for medicine, but that's a whole nother episode, isn't it? So yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not digress to that. Sorry, um, but I definitely think kids are growing up in a much different time, and you know, um, some people's concerns around screen time are a lot greater than other people's concerns. I've got friends that their kids do have iPads, and they they've got a lot of screen, and that's fine. No judgment on that. It's whatever works for you. But it does make me sad that my children will grow up in a much more different time than how you and I grew up. There's a lot about our childhood that I, oh my God, I love. I know. I know. I'm right there with you, seriously. It's like I'm grieving about that before I even have children because I know that I, as an adult in today's world, am struggling with the amount of time I'm spending on either my phone or social media or screen. So I can only imagine how that's going to manifest when I become a parent and that's my whole kid's future. Totally. All right. Well, let's talk about home phones because they're now pretty much extinct. So, like, what memories do you have of home phones when you were younger? Because I remember calling up friends and talking crap for hours and you couldn't be on dial-up at the same time or, like, calling your crush and being worried if your sibling, if their siblings or their parents would answer and you'd have to, like, have that little small chat discussion. Yeah. Well, my, we didn't get a – um did you call them hands-free or cord-free phone for a really long time? Oh, yeah, so cordless, yeah. Cordless. Yeah. So we had the the standard phone and it was right at our front door and we didn't grow up in a huge house. So you literally had to like sit behind the trophy cabinet that was next to us in oh order to God, have so a conversation. <laughs> but, yes, it would annoy if my sister or brother was trying to do like homework or on the computer at the time and 
you'd hear it as soon as you pick up the phone, it would disconnect. But I remember this one time. Yes, AOL. But I remember this one time actually when you talk about having that small conversation. But because I have such a deep voice, I've all, literally my voice has been like this since the minute I was born. But um, I remember calling a friend and I was like, "Hey, is Chloe there?" And her sister or someone, her mum, and Chloe's like, "Who is it?" And her sister, whoever answered, was like, "I don't know, some, some guy." guy. <laughs> yeah. And I was mortified. I was That's absolutely so mortified. Funny. I hung up. I was like, how embar- I was like really young. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, That's really embarrassing because it's she's gonna get on the phone. That happened to me except when I had a bowl cut and someone thought I was a boy <laughs> at Woolies. I used to get yeah, I, I'm still scarred. Yeah, not a good time. Oh, God. And how slow was the internet back then? It was like literally take you five minutes to load a Yahoo search engine because Google was around because we're old. I know, but again, we survived and I businesses know. survived and we didn't know any better. But now like businesses, like you've got to be able to respond within the next like 20 minutes in order to get like, it's just so weird. Like Tay obviously runs a business and I know that like her response time is so mm. fast and like that just would never have happened. So, that, again, there's pros. Like that would have never happened if we were 20 years mm. ago. But, again, the, she- the your, your Google search back then was to open up the white or yellow pages and call the person up and have a conversation. And I think that's a big fear for the ki- the kids of the next generation or our generation or whatever is that they they're not going to know how to connect with people because everything's done by text or search engine or whatever and it's like well you lose the element of human connection like people are being replaced at supermarkets etc by computers like who knows what the world's going to look like in the next fucking decade or so you know it is a little bit scary, yes, but I, I do like to think that I can have a little bit of element of control with my children to a degree. True. Obviously, I can't control external things and things that they then choose to do or whatever, but mm. um, there's certain things that I can do in my house to prevent it from being a real takeover, I guess. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, like what age were you when you got your first phone and like what did you use it for? Was it for safety or what was it? When I went to high school, because I went to John Curtin and we had to catch a bus, and um, I had literally not even the 3315 or the 3310, I had like the antenna phone. Oh, my God, I, same. That was my yeah. first phone. It was like a brick, silver brick. Yes. Yep. I had a Perth Glory phone case because it was my mum's before it was mine. And Cute. I thought that was elite, but I was really embarrassed by it, so I never took it out. And all I used it for was con- me and my mum contacting each other and um, Snake. Oh, my God, literally. I snake that's all I remember and I remember when you could like buy ringtone so I got the sex in the city ringtone that was like yeah I never bought into any of that maybe I didn't have enough credit or something but um my mum would have killed me but um I yeah I only ever used it for that and again my life was not really affected but then you slowly moved to the 3310 3315 the flip phones and then progressively. And do you know what I loved is when we had a phone and then we had an iPod. Oh, my God, I know. I literally asked a question about iPads, iPods because I thought it wasn't relevant. But iPods were more addictive than phones back in the day. You would just listen to music or pay, play that little bouncy game where you would bounce the ball. Do you remember the one that I'm talking about? Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. And it had to bounce up and bounce back down, bounce back up. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I I only have memories of a phone being a phone. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have memories of it being anything more. And now 
it's my whole life is on there. There's, I've got photos. Yeah. I've got videos. Like I've got information that I need. I've got my bloody card details. Like yeah. I don't even need my wallet. I know. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. So Remember when texts were 30 cents and you used to have to, and like 30 characters and you had to cram everything in and like write like BRB and like stuff? Yes. That, well, that's <laughs> how I guess text slang came into, came into use. Yep, I guess people used to use the argument that we wouldn't know how to spell back then as well. <laughs> my mum, though, I have I've never been one for text slang because my mum, being an English teacher, would write yeah, that and like hate you. Yeah, so I've never really used those. I and I've always like when I first met Taylor, I remember like her text slang was I couldn't even understand what she was writing. Honestly, it was so <laughs> bad. Um, she'd use like she'd use Z's instead of S's, and I was like. Mm. Hey, sexy, like S-X-C. Oh, yeah, hey, probably. Baby. But I was just like, I can't even understand this. And my mom like, used to rip into her big time and now she, like, texts properly. <laughs> oh, my God, too funny. Well, when I first got a, a phone, it was primarily for safety. Like, I started walking to school um, by myself. I think it was in grade six, so just before high school. But it was, like, purely for safety and you would only call if you really needed something and you would only text if you really needed something because that was 30 cents and that wasn't cheap back then. Well, that's the thing is like now when Oak gets a phone, like when he's going to school or whatever, I'm going to just have to put him on a plan unless I buy him a phone mm-hmm. and then do the whole credit thing. Um, can't bother doing that because I'm pretty, pretty sure they do like family family plans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he will never understand. But the thing is like I, I do think that the thing they do for parents and kids having phones now is that they you can control a lot of what they do totally. um, yeah. through yours, which is great. But, yeah, like you you were cautious of who you rang and who you messaged. And, like, if you ever rang someone's mobile from your home phone, it was cost way more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the Yeah, days. look, nostalgia. Um, I remember my mum showed me the phone bill once and it was like I called actually my first girlfriend and I had to like, she was like, who are you calling on this number or this Adelaide number? And I was like, oh, that's my friend. She was really upset. We had to talk for three hours. <laughs> Why? Yeah, don't know how you thought you'd get away with that. Don't know. Don't know how I did. Um, What about your first iPhone or your first smartphone? Like how old were you? Because I resisted for a while while everyone got their iPhone 3. That was the one that, like, cracked the market. And then I leapfrogged everyone when I got the iPhone 4 and I never looked back. I've had an iPhone since then. I don't remember. It would have been when I was an adult and could get my own. So when mm. they uh, – not long after they came out, I guess. Um, mm. But I would have probably just got, yeah, the standard one. And – Again, but even back then, they were still sort of relatively innocent. Now they do freaking everything. I remember having an iPhone when they first came out and still not being on it as much as I am now because they didn't do nearly half as much as what they do now. No, well, Facebook and – well, it was just Facebook back then. Um, it was designed for desktop and, like, you could get it on your phone, but it wasn't really popular. It wasn't popular to have the app because everyone was still on desktop mode and whatever. So it was different. But I remember being mindful and I didn't want to download the app on my phone because I saw that my friends were getting notifications and checking Facebook on it then and I was like, I didn't want to be one of those people. Lol, fast forward to 2020 and everything literally is an app. Do you get notifications come to your phone? So I turn them off. 
after I, um, as in for my socials, um, and that's one of the strategies that anyone who's struggling with this can implement um, if you'd like to reduce your screen time. So when I read The Resilient Project, um, which has a part about, um, has a chapter on connecting or the lack thereof and the fear that a lot of people's heightened anxiety in today's world um, is a cause of, you know, social media and phone use and blah, blah, blah. So I actually turned my notifications off for Instagram and um, Facebook Messenger and Facebook after reading that book and it's helped heaps. What about you? Yeah, I'd never had my notifications sent to me, to be honest. That doesn't mean that I don't, I don't, yes, yes, watch me go. That doesn't mean that I don't spend too much time on those um, apps, but I just have, I just, I don't know why. I just never had the notifications come through. I think from back in the day when we used to be in group chat with our friends, Rita, and it'd be like, bing, 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 bing. Like I just. All the time. I couldn't. Like I even was having at some point Tay's work emails because our Gmails are all connected. Anyway, long story short, come through to my phone and I was like, this is, what is Too going on? I'd be at work and I was like, this is a lot because it's just a directing my attention to my phone and then I'd end up on it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, de- I don't and I, I agree. I think if you don't want to be on it any- as much anymore, like just take the notifications off and check it at the end of the night or it after a few hours or whatever. It makes such a difference and I know that we've both watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix and that made me even more aware of how much the apps and all that crap literally are just vying for your attention and they will give you a notification about fucking anything to try and hook you back in to get your screen your your screen time on your usage with that app. Well, one, I've got my my um, concerns about when that documentary was released, but we won't go yep. into that because that's a whole different no, rabbit won't. hole. <laughs> but um, I agree. I still think it's very dangerous. And the fact that people who have almost like created these apps to be what they are are sitting there telling us, we mm-hmm. do certain things to make you come back. Like it's so controlling and manipulative yeah. and we're all, it's almost like an addiction and they're comparing it to like they only call people who use drugs and um, software or something users. users? Like I know, it's, I know. It's that crazy but it doesn't surprise me and it literally, how much stuff have you probably been subconsciously influenced to buy mm-hmm. or consider or look at or think about? Don't even get me started. I am a sucker for Instagram story marketing. But I, like how clever is it though? Like it's just, but it blows my mind. And like, I definitely think people's anxieties are heightened from it. Like you go on Instagram, mm-hmm. if you're not feeling great about yourself, and that's usually when you go on Instagram mm-hmm. is to like go and like see what other people are doing. If it's like great story after great story after great story after great story after great story and this person's doing this and this person's doing that and this person's just got engaged and this person just got a new dog and this person's pregnant and this person just fucking won the lotto or something. Mm-hmm. You, you, without even knowing it, that seeps into your psyche yeah. and you'd be affected by it and it would mm-hmm. almost make you ang- anxious. But then people are like, oh, they don't connect the dots because they're like, well, no, it's just Instagram. But it's like but mm-hmm. watching so many people's lives over a mm-hmm. day, I'm not, I'm not, I'm guilty of it. Like I have yeah, Instagram, no, I'm but I, I, I just today, um, you know, I've had a few, I've had, I've gone off instagram and socials for yep. up to 12 weeks i've done it a few times i've started today and i don't go off and say i'm going to go off for this amount of time i go off until i feel like i, I i've had enough time and mm-hmm. it, sometimes it can be 12 weeks and I, i've started one today actually just instagram because i don't really go on facebook much anyway but mm-hmm. Same. because of because of that reason i'm like lee you do you and you'd be very surprised like when oak was asleep today and he only had an hour nap and i just i'm doing things around the house 
Mm-hmm. You'd be so surprised how many times habitually you go to pick up your phone just to check oh. Instagram. I'm scared to look up my lookups because it's it's disturbing. Well, how much time? How much screen time do you do you have? What's your average? How do you even do it? Do you go into settings? I just search screen time and it comes up. But yes, it's in settings. I'm embarrassed to admit that it's currently around the five hour a day mark, and it's and it's and it's and it can be more. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's keep, before I tell you my number, let's keep into account. (laughs) No, I think it's very important because I actually watched a Gogglebox episode the other night and theirs were around the five hour mark, but let's keep, I'm going to, before I mention my number, I'm in WA. I have a child. I don't sit on my phone with my child around Mm -hmm. and I'm very conscious of it. And, um, but I also am a lot busier than you at the moment. Um, oh, given totally. that I'm in a state that's not lockdown, mine is two hours forty. Fuck, that's actually so good. That's actually elite. Taze is an hour and twenty nine because she's working all day and then she's with you guys, of course. Yeah, but she's running a business. Interesting. Yeah, but you guys would do a lot of your invoicing and stuff on a computer, correct? She does do a lot of work on the computer. You're right. She doesn't do any invoicing mm. on her phone. But I um, I I dare say that mine. I've been more conscious of it recently, honestly. Mm. I dare say mine has had, there's been days where it's been like yours. I'm almost certain of it. And especially if I'm like, take, I don't know, just, I don't know, on Instagram or or whatever, I know there's days where I've had a lot more than that. But look, I think times have changed. I rarely watch TV. Actually, I like. During COVID, I've started watching TV because there's nothing else to look forward to except for the block Um, and food. But so today, when the restrictions got announced, where did I go to to look up the restrictions, read about it, et cetera? I've got a Guardian app, which is news and, you know, whatever, on my phone. So news or like where someone would traditionally find their news sources, whatever, I use my phone. I absolutely scroll aimlessly, mainly after hours, or it's the first thing I look at in the morning. I'm embarrassed to admit that too, but I do. And I check my notifications and I'll go to my email and I'll go to whatever the guardian and and have it have a squeeze but you're definitely not um, alone and like on saturday after the grand final the first thing i did was like looked up all the players accounts and all the fucking wives accounts and and yes. all these things and i'm like why do i care like they all they just one or they lost they're either sad or they're happy but why mm-hmm. do i care and honestly where i spend a lot of my time is reading afl news like that's crazy i know i'm such a little oh my god cute obsessive. you are an obsessor. but I read a lot especially like the trade news I don't know why because I'm so, we, we're soccer people but um yeah I'm really invested at the moment so I spend a lot of my time on afl.com if I'm honest well I I get a lot of my news from from Instagram as well like Instagram's absolutely my number one use app which is so bad and the one time I've detoxed it and this is just for habit's sake um so if someone's listening and they want to give it a go um you know, delete the app or whatever to reduce your your time. You can still go on on a desktop, on a website or whatever. But what I noticed when I deleted Instagram was that I almost substituted the time with other apps because of the habit of just trying to be busy and, and whatever. Like I went into realestate.com more and I went into car oh, sales. I go on real estate. Oh my God. I do too. <laughs> it's and like, I own a house and I'm not moving anytime soon. I love realestate.com. Oh, You're right. It's habitual. One. It's habitual. Yep. And that is the problem is we are so just conditioned mm-hmm. to feel connected by being on our phone and learning something new and 
finding out something new. And again, like I am not a hater of Instagram. I think there's a yep. lot of pros. I'm very active on Instagram. People are probably listening yep. to this that follow me and they're like, Lee, you literally post in stories all the time. <laughs> do you know what I do a lot of the time is I'll go on and I'll post a story. I have not scrolled, like scrolled down. Mm-hmm. I can't, in, I, I look at the first like four or five photos and it's, but it's stories for me. But even then, yeah. I watch the first like maybe like 10. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I'm active in my stories and then I'll go through and watch like 10 to 15 stories. And then you're out. And then and I'm done. That's yeah, good. Yeah, and I never scroll. Like I, I, I can't remember the last time I sat there and scrolled because something in my mind goes, you should be doing something fucking else. But stories is I fine. I want what she's having. <laughs> stories is fine. And I feel like people actually post more in their stories. So I'm like, oh, well, let's get my quick fix and then I'll, I'll be out. Well, I mean, on that note, Let's talk about some steps that you can take or um, that we have taken to reduce our screen time or, like, I guess make ourselves aware of the amount of time that we're spending on these, you know, items. I know you've gone – I know you've done, like, detoxes, like you've mentioned. You can – I think that Tay told me the other day um, because we were talking about it because this – I told her the episode we were doing. Mm. Um, You can actually, like – I think, I don't know if it's in settings, you can like cut yourself. So your phone will like cut you off from maybe. It's called downtime. I've started doing it. Yeah. So, so you, you can, you can set a time limit. So like mine's like from like nine till seven um, of when you'll try and go onto your phone and it'll be like time out or time off or whatever it is, downtime. And it won't let you. And you have to click a couple of times to like um, override that. It's really good. Is that what she was talking about? That's, yeah, I think so, and I do think it's great. I think that um, it's a, uh, it's obviously a feature that you can dismiss, but I still think mm-hmm. if you get that reminder of like no, you yes. might go, yeah, actually, like, it, it, and again, it's just breaking a habit. But for me, what works best is completely removing the app and having a complete detox from it. I don't run a, run a business from Instagram, so that's different. If I did, it'd be different. Yeah. I genuinely encourage anyone who's listening to give it a go. Like even if you're, even if you don't think that you've got any sort of like little addiction or um, it's a habit, trust me. If you delete the app, if you do it, you'll know it's a bloody addiction. You yeah. you'll notice how much you go to just check it. Um, but if not, give yourself time limits. Set set the downtime on, or yeah, mm-hmm. give yourself time limits and hold each other accountable. Like I know that. If we're sitting down on the couch or we're having, well, no, not having dinner, but after dinner, it's just chill time. Mm-hmm. If Taya or I pick up our phone and we can see each other scrolling Instagram, we'll we'll generally go like, no, like. I love that you do that. I think that's yeah. such a good habit. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to be like, get off your phone sort of thing. You can just be like, oh, babe, like, we're with oak yeah. sort of thing. Like, um, yeah. so I definitely think that just putting rules in place for yourself. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think people could do? Definitely downtime has helped me. So when did you put, when did you implement downtime? Literally within the last month. It's a super recent thing. So have you noticed a difference in your screen time? Oh, I don't know. I honestly haven't dived into it. What I will say I would notice is that if I go to pick up my phone and it's got the downtime on it and I put it back down, I'll go to bed and I'll think of something else and I'll instantly go from my phone, but I'll stop myself. Because there's like a thousand things that you could pick up your phone for now. It's like, oh, I've yeah. got to tell you this about this episode or we should interview yeah. this person, you know, yeah. or like thoughts. And I'll stop myself. So it's getting me into the habit of stopping using my phone after, say, 9 o'clock. And I'll only 
override the downtime if I really have to, if it's urgent and I know that it's going to be literally 15 seconds. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's yeah. good. But well, isn't there also something on your settings that you can, like you could go into, I don't know, it'll, it cuts you off from like Instagram. You can only spend like an hour on Instagram a day. Isn't there that as yeah. well? That one's really bad because I've set that too. And that one's really o- easy to override. And I do oh, that. Oh, okay. It's just like you've been on it for an hour and then that's it. So um, probably not a good thing. But yeah, what I'd recommend to others is I'm actually reading a book at the moment called How to, How to Break Up With Your Phone. That one's really good. Um, I'm listening to it on Audible. And also um, turning off notifications, definitely. That's the number one thing to do. And you will just be so surprised at how often you go to your phone to look for a notification. And if it's not there, you actually won't spend that much time on it. Um, That's really good. And also just like seriously smelling the roses, like going for a walk and listening to a podcast, like actually not have anything in your phone. I'm legitimately worried about my hand and my wrist as I'm getting older because of how much time I'm spending on my phone. So not having it in my phone is really good. And I used to be able to avoid that with like the gym and sport and during COVID, I obviously can't. So I'm literally going for a walk and listening to a podcast or my new favorite, going to a park and reading a book, old school baby. Totally. I definitely think books are very underrated, especially in a time like this. Um, Yes. But I do think that because we can't see the effects it has on our minds and our psyche and our nervous system and our mental health, we don't know. Like I have had this conversation. My sister, my older sister goes on um, pretty big um, uh, Instagram detoxes as well and she doesn't have Facebook at all. But, um, But, again, people are affected differently. Like I think also... Like my brother's pretty active on Instagram and I think mm-hmm. that if I said to him, don't go on it for like a week, he'd be like, fine. Yeah, true, true. I think, I think it, you have and, to have self-control. I th- But I think it also depends on personality types. There's probably people listening that could go, yeah, I'll get off Instagram yeah, for a easy. week. Well, I'm going to challenge our listeners to go two days. That is not a long time to go without Instagram. What do you reckon? Yep, and I reckon if they could go from like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then when we release Oh, no, because they wouldn't have heard it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Go Thursday, Friday, and then obviously over the weekend, Mm -hmm. get it back or whatever, and to see how, and people think two days, easy, but Mm -hmm. I'd be very surprised if you're active on social media at how how challenging it actually is because it's a habit, and then I'd love to hear the feedback. I'd love to just hear people's feedbacks about their relationship with social media and if we're just absolute nutters and everyone's like mm, no nah, don't have that problem but I'd be very surprised but yeah I'd love to hear other people's uh relationship with their phone not just social yeah. media um and yeah this is just a great great topic and I think it's so relevant in this time and especially given I I'm raising children in this time totally totally So if you're listening to this, you're relating to any of it, we'd love to hear from you. Take up our two-day challenge, see how you go. No socials. We're not saying get off your phone for two days. Just delete your social media um, icons. You can maybe treat yourself to go on once a day or or not at all, honestly. Just go without it for a couple of days and um, see how you go. Absolutely. And once you've made that decision, like I've made that decision now and I feel so good about it, I think if you just said to yourself, I'm going to go on it less, it usually doesn't work but if not you just go no nah, I need to really just I'm not you just you, you maybe it's because I've done it a few times mm-hmm. you feel better as soon as you've made that decision 
Of course, because you've got that awareness of how much it, it's affecting you when you're not actually aware, you know. Awareness is key. Agreed. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you and see you. Bye. And if you're enjoying our podcast and our episodes and what we have to talk about, we'd love you to leave a comment or follow us on Instagram at me for her pod. See ya.